0: This is the Thanks for Sharing podcast, the podcast where we explore all things recovery, healing and relationship.
1: Remember to subscribe and download episodes in the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store or on the Podbean app.
0: You can find more Thanks for Sharing at www.thanksforsharingpodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com/healingpaths. That's paths with an s. Hi everybody and welcome to the Thanks for Sharing podcast. I'm John T
1: and I'm Jackie P.
0: We wanted to preview a little bit of our dating and recovery intensive that's coming up today. But Um, before
1: you turn it off, because you're not looking at dating or you're in a relationship, this can also be helpful for any relationship. mm -hmm. So give it a listen anyway.
0: I I would say, you know, if if we weren't wanting this intensive, we we could call this intensive that we're doing something else and have it be completely applicable if you're not dating and recovery because it's just good, solid relationship Know how and skills. Yes. Um, so, a reminder on that if you haven't checked it out already and you're interested, go to one layer deeper.com, O N E, layer com and uh, check it out. We do uh, a free 20 minute phone consultation if you're interested uh-huh. in seeing if this is the right fit for you. And we would love to talk to you if you have questions about it.
1: Or I had a client the other day who is not in a place where this is something that would be applicable in her life. She's still divorcing, uh, but she, she said, I have a friend can I recommend it to my friend? Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Right. So if, if this doesn't apply to you, but you know somebody who is looking or is at that place of life where they're, they're needing to tackle the whole dating thing, they're afraid to do it for whatever reason, feel free to refer them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about stages of relationships today. And I would say with the in recovery twist on it, the, uh, the thing to keep in mind here is that stages of relationships are not time based, right? Or even event based, right? Um,
1: so you can't break it down to like after the fourth date, uh-huh. or after I've known them for a month. Like that's kind of that. It it can't be time based or or event based. Well, I
0: can't remember. I can't remember if this is what we recorded on Thanks for Sharing or what we recorded on Worth with Amy when she was talking about a coaching client who her rule was. I don't have sex in unless I've been out with this person four times. Uh-huh. And they went out like four times in three days. Right. And um, she's like, well, I I guess we can have sex now, but I don't I know him very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we're, we're going to kind of do this in some statement and question format because we've heard from a lot of our clients. Um, question statements that I think are really good starting points for this Uh discussion. Right. Um, So the first one that I wanted to share, this came from someone that I'm working with. Um, We were talking about his kind of relationship avoidance side. And he, in all seriousness, he looked at me and he kind of even got forward in his chair and he says, I have the decency not to sleep with people that I'm friends with. (laughs) And then I looked at him and we both started laughing really, really hard um, because I, I think he felt, after he said it, that's a pretty absurd statement. Right. And that's kind of what we might want in long-term relationships, that we have a friendship. Right. And maybe that's why we started... That who
1: I have sex with is also somebody I am friends with. Yeah. Versus who I'm friends with or who I'm in a relationship with is not the person I'm sexual with. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I would say... With relationship development, um, I don't think there's really a starkly separate development of friendships and Uh romantic relationships. I think it's a continuum.
1: And sometimes what we see in sex addiction, right? Because sex addiction and the acting out that our particular person does in sex addiction often gives us glimpses into the story before, right? Uh So if the boundaries were really enmeshed and confusing, for you as a kid growing up and, and you didn't really know who who was who and where you began and where you ended and the other person began and and ended, um, then it your acting out may look like I'm friends and I have benefits, but sometimes we're friends, but sometimes we sleep together. Mm-hmm. Or this is my coworker and I... I'm sexually harassing her, right? Like those boundaries get really fuzzy again in adulthood. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if the boundaries were very like too clear as a kid, right? Like you're over there and I'm over here and our lives aren't really mixing, right? Mm-hmm. That's maybe some emotional neglect or some emotional ba- abandonment, even if physically they stayed there, right? That, that may also look like the sexual acting out Yeah. that, I pay people to mm-hmm. have sex with me, but I never get relational with them. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody were to say to me, I'm falling for you, I think I love you, end of relationship. That's,
0: you got way too much access to me, right. That's too much power in your yeah. hands, I'm out of here.
1: Yeah, so again, not all sex addicts look the same this way, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of that, how the acting out has looked tells us something about how relationships mm-hmm. looked at those younger ages mm-hmm. when, when our idea of relationships was forming.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think that brings up a point for me that relationships, healthy relationships develop organically. Right. Um, there's not a high degree of control. There's There can't be a high degree of planning around uh-huh. this is how it's going to happen. Um, when we moved uh, to our new home a couple of years ago, we moved in November. And so we didn't know what the yard looked like, mm. and I remember kind of this really excited expectation. As spring and summer came around, like I can't wait to see what grows here. Um, and there were some things that, as they started to come up, like in our one of our front flower beds, it's called Bishop's weed, and it's oh yeah, it's like more invasive than grass. It's
1: like morning glory.
0: Oh, on steroids, yeah, it feels yeah. like. I Last fall, I dug out half of it, and it's back, back. now, uh-huh. as if I hadn't done like anything. Like, you can't get rid of it. Right. And so, as this was coming up and was tiny, I was like, oh, this looks nice. And I actually it's see so this in my neighbor's yard, um, and it really works with their landscape. Um, but as that developed over the summer, I was like, this is not working. Like, mm. it makes this look like a dirty jungle mess. Um and I think relationships are a lot the same way is we, we can't really put our expectations on them. Uh-huh. And I don't think we can really put a heavy hand on this is how it has to develop and this is what has to happen. There is a lot of wait and see. There's a lot of organic growth there.
1: Right, right. And And does this work? Like you said, mm-hmm. it worked in my neighbor's landscape, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it in my landscape. I yeah. thought it looked different, right? And again, some of that is getting comfortable with... What do I like and what do I not mm-hmm. like, right? And and instead of being like, I mean, there are some like, this is a toxic relationship and it really wouldn't matter who was in it. It's toxic.
0: If you ever hit verbally abused, sexually abused, like, right. th- those are definite. Don't wait and see right. what comes out of that.
1: Um, And it, it, it's not about you. You can't fix that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but with some, right, like what might work for some people and they like that in their relationship for other people that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so it's not necessarily right or wrong or it's more of a is this a good fit for me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what is what what am I looking for? Mm-hmm.
0: And unless we get into this like cosmic lover fantasy that there's somebody out there that's perfect for you now, that also goes the other way where you might see things that you brought to a relationship before that really worked in that relationship and mm-hmm. that you enjoyed bringing to that relationship that wouldn't work with somebody right. else. Right. Um, And so there's kind of this I hate to call it like a magical element, but there's kind of this magical element where there's some attraction and there's some interest and desire toward this person Uh that sometimes can be motivating for us to say, I'm going to pull that piece back or I'm going to pull that relationship approach back because it it doesn't work for this person and I'm not pulling it back. So they will like me. I'm pulling it back because I like them. Right. And I want them to be safe and comfortable with me. Yeah.
1: I was talking to a client the other day and we were talking about um, she's single and she was saying, you know, I find I'm noticing. And she said, even sometimes my older teenage daughters notice like men checking me out. And she said, it makes me super uncomfortable, you know, and and she said and and my younger self would have appreciated it. Mm. Like my younger self would have been like, damn straight. Right. Uh Or something like that where she's like, I would have. Felt really flattered by that, or like, I really would have liked that. And she's like, and I'm finding I, I just don't, it makes me super uncomfortable, right? And so we were talking some about what is it about being noticed and getting noticed that makes you uncomfortable, right? And some of it is just that that hasn't happened for a long time for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it, um, she was also talking about, I think I've matured more. Mm-hmm. And Maybe my younger 20-year-old self, like, it it was just about, hey, you're hot and I'm hot, mm-hmm. and so let's make out, or mm-hmm. let's, right, like, we need. And, and that was kind of the depth. She's like, I, mm-hmm. I feel embarrassed saying this, but that was kind of the depth of my 20-year-old self, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's the depth of a lot of 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, and I'm not there anymore. I feel like with therapy and a lot of different things, like, my ability to go deep is significantly increased Mm -hmm. and so when a guy just really makes it about attraction or my body Mm -hmm. she's like i mean i i want to be attracted to whoever and i want him to be attracted to me Mm -hmm. but if that's the depth of it if that's Mm -hmm. the extent of it that's a turnoff to me Mm -hmm. Right, Which, again, is, is a whole different level of relationship yeah. dimension.
0: So I, I think that's something important to, to realize. We wanted to talk about stages of relationships, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of arbitrary stages of relationships that don't actually represent not only how relationships work, but how you work. Yeah, And I think that's a good example of that, that not only do relationships develop in a certain way, we develop in a certain way too. And what we, what you wanted, maybe when you were in the dating pool the first time, Maybe very, very different now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody recently uh, who has not finalized a divorce, but was shocked as they were saying, I'm noticing people and e- even just me telling you that, like I'm getting a big smile on my face. Um, They're saying I'm nowhere near, like I, I do not want a date. I want time for me, but I'm feeling this possibility place open up. And we were talking about how that felt for her as she was uh, courting her soon to be ex-husband and um, she was saying what I'm feeling now wasn't important to me then. I don't even think I felt this Uh around that. And it was interesting that she was reflecting that um, she wasn't saying, well, I didn't feel this and that was a sign that this was doomed from the beginning because she hasn't felt that way. Um, But she was just saying, I'm very different. Like I can feel my mature self looking at relationships differently and looking at possibilities from a very different lens. And that's disorienting for her because she's expecting dating to look a certain way or attraction to Uh look a certain way. And it's, it's different.
1: Well, and I, I think that's part of that, right? When we're looking at, okay, here's my dating plan and I don't have sex until after the third or fourth date. And I don't that, right. Those are concrete things. And I Mm -hmm. understand maybe the comfort that comes with, I have concreteness to my dating. There guys. can be
0: some purpose in that. Like <clears throat> right. don't sleep with someone you don't know their middle name.
1: Right. <laughs> or their last name or maybe their first name. <laughs> um, but I think it, it's also a, a view of our younger self that didn't quite have a capacity um, because of brain development to really understand and trust the abstract. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's wanting to make the abstract concrete, mm-hmm. um, which like we said, can work to a degree, but a lot of this is getting yourself comfortable with the abstract. And in doing that, you've got to know yourself, right? And you've got to be comfortable with yourself in the abstract, which a lot of that is myself in that feeling state, my sen my senses, right. Mm -hmm. And trusting my senses. And that isn't really something we do with our 18 year old self Mm -hmm. or our 22 year old self, because That part of the brain is just really developing and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a lot of experience. It doesn't have a lot of wisdom there. And so, yeah, we might make it much more concrete. But when we're dating now in our 30s or in our 40s, we have more skills. Mm -hmm. We may not be comfortable with them or know how to really trust them or talk about them. And so we are going to do this in this intensive and get comfortable Mm -hmm. feeling that out and Mm -hmm. being able to say, I just have a sense of this or Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this and really um, appreciate the information that comes through the senses and the gut. Well,
0: and I, I think in recovery, uh, maybe this is too absolute of a statement. So, you know, challenge if it is, but I don't think we can afford to date and do relationships just in the concrete. Um, right. Like I, I really think what your body is telling you is important. Um,
1: Well, and those relationships aren't as satisfying. Right. Right. Because so much of intimacy, I mean, intimacy is not concrete. Mm -hmm. We can make it concrete like we had intercourse. Mm -hmm. That's intimate, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you think that the act of intercourse equals intimacy, then you're going to have intimacy problems. Yeah. Right, and, and so again, it's, yeah, we can try to make it that way, but the, those relationships that we just nailed down into the concreteness, they really aren't that satisfying. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I think that's a huge skill to really sharpen in dating mm-hmm. and recovery is letting your body tell the story and valuing that information just as much, if not more than what intellectually makes
1: sense. Right.
0: Um, I was recently working with someone who was uh, considering a job offer Um, and it was interesting to watch the arc of this because she spent a lot of time going through the reasons why this was the perfect opportunity for her. And then she'd say things like, I hate that place. Mm -hmm. I hate the office. Um, I don't think they value what I bring to the table. I know that I know that they really want me to do this job, but it's about me filling a seat, not about what I can do Mm -hmm. and what I'm good at. Um, and as we've been processing that her, uh, her most significant relationship started that way too. It was like, this is an arrangement that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like this would be a sensible thing for me to do. Mm. Um, and in both areas, this person has really started to grieve, um, kind of that not listening to Mm -hmm. her gut. Um, and also embracing a lot of the anxiety that comes with, I'm just doing like, this is a gut decision for me. Um, my body is telling me no and my brain doesn't have a plan uh-huh. after this. Um But it's also been incredibly freeing for her to say no, just because her body was saying, let's not, this yeah. doesn't feel right.
1: Well, I, I think there's, I mean, that's kind of where either the passion or the lack of passion, you know, I was talking to a client the other day who's single and, and, uh, <clears throat> thinking about dating, not, not ready to do that yet. Right. But is thinking like, Maybe in the next year I'll start Mm -hmm. that dating process, and uh, but she was saying to me, she said, you know, my passions have always gotten me in trouble, whether it's um, enjoying good food and then I'm overweight, whether it's um, loving the wrong kind of people, or you know, like, and so I just think I need to. I mean, these weren't her words, but I just need to be happy living a passionless life, Mm. right? And. And I just was like, no, that's not going to work. Like, it's just not going to work. And she was like, you know, she was describing, well, it works for my neighbor. And my, you know, and she's describing her neighbor. And I said, you know, I don't know your neighbor, but um, I don't want to. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, She does not sound like somebody I would want to go to dinner with or a movie with or really have much more than a two-minute conversation with. Yeah. And she was kind of like, well... I mean, I feel that way about my neighbor too, but my neighbor <laughs> seems to think that that's the that way you should fine. live. And yeah. and I just think because I'm not responsible enough or mature enough that something's wrong with me, that mm-hmm. this is what adulthood looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no.
0: So th- those are really... Like some of the preconceived notions that we're going to really work on, kind of blasting through and opening up space for your organic relationships to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, if your view of adulthood is that it's passionless and in, in like void of enjoyment, just
1: responsibility day in day out, right? Yeah, yeah. no, that's we're, what I got to say. <laughs> this is not yeah. the
0: this is not the intensive for you if that's where you're right. shooting for.
1: Well, and that's the, I just did an intensive last weekend. Um and it was about adulting, right? And we mm-hmm. like some of that came out, like the myths about adulting, right? Which is why we have the T shirts, like not today or yeah. not adulting today. And I'm like, why wouldn't you want to adult? Like I yeah. like being an adult. It's exciting and fun and I I would I hate it. I would not want to be a child at my I current get, age. I
0: get to do a lot of things as an adult just because I feel like it.
1: Right. Um
0: and that's one of the things that I really love about being an adult yes. is there doesn't There's really so many more options
1: mm-hmm. when you are an adult, um, and, but we had to break through some of the myths, yeah. right? About adults aren't fun, yeah. adults can't be spontaneous, and you know everything they're talking about. Yeah, I would, you know, dig in my heels and mm-hmm. be had to had to be dragged into adulthood too. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not an accurate version of adulthood. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And and that that brings me to kind of the next place I wanted to explore a little bit is this whole idea of the next level, the mm-hmm. next phase of the relationship. Um, I think wherever you're at in your relationship and whatever that next phase needs to look like, which I think that's a really indirect way of saying there's not really a, this is where people start and then this is where they go. Right. Um, it's much more of a menu that you uh-huh. select off of. Um, but I think a lot of people really get scared of a relationship going to a next phase because there's a lot of commitment that can come with that. There's responsibility that can come with that. Um I was I was talking to a client recently who he and his girlfriend are talking about moving in together. Um and he said, "That's a whole lot of time together and I don't know if I could do that. Like I'm I'm messy, not physically, but he's like emotionally I'm uh-huh. messy and you know the the contact we have now it's you know, on on a good week, we're spending a couple hours a day together. But you know, what happens when we wake up together and like on do nothing weekends when it's just us together twenty four seven? He's like, what is she going to think about that? Um, and he said, and and if it doesn't work for me, like, how do you get out of moving in with somebody? Um, so what whatever the next phase is, I think it's it's very normal for there to be a lot of fear mm-hmm. about. At, or a perception around that, that that comes with a lot of constriction.
1: Right. Well, I think sometimes it's the, you know, the beginning stages of a relationship. It's I'm an individual and I'm looking to be in a relationship with somebody. Um, the next phase might look more like I'm now in a relationship with somebody. And it feels like that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's now I'm in a relationship and how do I still be an individual? Yeah. Right? So because we're not in getting into relationships, if your experience or your idea of being in a relationship is that you lose the self, that's too high of a cost. Yeah. And if that's the price the relationship is demanding, we need to look at that because mm-hmm. that's not healthy. Right? But, but it is like how do I... Kind of more fluidly or without it being so clunky, how do I be relational and individual, Mm -hmm. right? So on a do-nothing weekend, can I say to the person I'm living with, like, I want to do this this weekend. We haven't got anything Mm -hmm. going on and I want to go by myself and do this. And can the relationship accept that? Yeah. Right? Or is it I have to sit here next to you For 24 hours for Mm -hmm. two days. Mm -hmm. And that sounds miserable, Mm -hmm. right? Well, then that's a problem in the relationship. If being relational requires you to be in the relationship 24 hours, unless you have a legitimate reason not to be right, then we're going to have a whole bunch of workaholics.
0: Right, (laughs) right. Well, (laughs) perfect, perfect story of the origin of workaholism. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: that that uh, brings me to another comment from a client kind of on this. Like when I think of 24 hours with the same person, like even with my spouse and my children who I love dearly, like that's too intense for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I had another client ask, uh, when is it time to get in a really intense romantic relationship with somebody? And this is so... I think a lot of the addicts that I, I work with, this is so how they see relationships. Like, the relationship is good and it's connected when it's intense. Mm-hmm. And so my response in the moment was, what if you flip that around and it was, I've gotten to know this person and I really trust them. And how how do I approach somebody when I say, I'd really like to take the intensity up because I, I'm excited by you. I may love you. I like you. Kind of that, like, let's have a crazy adventure together. I'm Uh ready for that. Uh Um, Versus the, it's really easy to go out and find someone who's willing to create a very intense relationship with you. Um, In fact, I I think that's probably the majority of the dating pool out there.
1: Which again, is that, so do we synthetically create intense moments or do we organically create a relationship in which intense moments come from mm-hmm. the relationship mm-hmm. right and and what you're saying is there's a lot in the dating pool right now that we're creating these intense mm-hmm. experiences and and calling that maybe intimacy yeah but really it's intensity yeah. and it's man-made or woman-made right it's 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 not organic it's this synthetic reproduction of intensity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's where intimacy comes, right? We can't force intimacy.
0: I think it's also very unsustainable in the beginning right. of a relationship to have it be super intense. It's like when you go out to get back in shape, do not start with a six-mile run. Like
1: <laughs> right. maybe
0: you can't even start with a one-mile walk, and that's fine. Right. You you start with what you can do, and you build it up. Right. Um,
1: and, and so I'll say to, to couples like or individuals, Really, what we're shooting for, right, in relationships is can I live in that four to seven range? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And, you know, I don't want to always be at four and occasionally seven, but can I live in the four to seven? Like that's where life happens, mm-hmm. right? And I'm letting me and this person now together are living in this four to seven range. And as we're living there, these moments happen that are eight, nine, and 10. Yeah. But we're not like, you know, planning this out and scripting it it just it happens mm-hmm. because we're living so much together in the four to seven and what does that look like and you know i can spend sessions with people developing for them what that feels like the in the four to seven um but then organically these eight nine and ten moments happen yeah. they just happen and that's part of the intensity and the intimacy right that they are a result of this relationship that's just relational day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Um, not like we're scripting or planning this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to end on, uh, I think the stage of a relationship that we all dread, but it, it comes up more often than not is when a relationship needs to end.
1: Uh.
0: Um, and so how do you know when it's time to get out? How do you know when it's time for it to end?
1: Well, I think it's hard because so many of us prolong that, right? We, we're so bad or we're so uncomfortable at saying goodbye mm-hmm. or letting it end for for variety of reasons, mm-hmm. right? It's gone bad in the past or I felt abandoned and I could never abandon somebody. And so we drag it out. And so by nature, then endings are always bad yeah. because we stay too long.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. But it's things like sometimes I'll say to clients, like, remember when Seinfeld announced that they were done? And everyone's like, they're in the peak. Like, this has a good seven more years. And and they were just like, yeah, but why, why end why it when it? it's <laughs> like, that should have ended three seasons ago, right. right? Like, we're in a peak. We're kind of done with our idea. And so we're ending because we're done.
0: This is where British television got it right. I have yet to watch a BBC series that I've been like... I, I'm good on that. Like, you know, they have these six episode seasons and uh-huh. it's like three seasons and then the story's over. Right. It's like, I could use a lot more than yeah.
1: that. Yes. So I, I think it's that, again, you have to get to, to know yourself, mm-hmm. which so much of being in a relationship is actually conditional upon the relationship you have with yourself and mm-hmm. how well you know yourself. Um, but it's a feeling of like, we're done. Or, yeah. you know, with some people, we're not done. Yeah. But it's also this knowing, you know, my husband and I have talked about this. We've been married 24 years. Um, How do we keep it going, right? Yeah. And can we assess and say, life is, you know, maybe not like life with you. Life with you right now is becoming very humdrum. Like, I would not <laughs> approach him, and I'm glad he wouldn't approach me that way, right? Um But just kind of like, I'm just kind of feeling... Like something needs to happen. Like I'm feeling bored or I'm just kind of feeling like I'm in a rut. Right. What what adventure is waiting for us and how do we step into that? Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm not done adventuring with you. Mm -hmm. Right. So what adventure do we need to start? And we've started companies and we've started um, some that were successful and some that were not. You know, um, sometimes it was let's have another child. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. Um, We're done with that child or that phase. Um, You know, maybe it's a move. We're feeling like we need to move. Um,
0: A surprise dog.
1: A surprise (laughs) dog that somebody adopted for us. Um,
0: True story, by the way.
1: So, you know, it's just different. Like, hey, what's the adventure we're needing right now? And, yeah, adventure's hard, right? Because there's that, like, it, it doesn't just, like, boom, success. Yeah. Um, but it's that, like, hey, we do this well together. I have some couples that will say that, like, if we have a project, we're good there. Yeah. But we haven't had one of those for a long time. Okay, well, we need to look at that in the relationship, right?
0: So I think if you're looking at a need like that and you're dreading approaching your partner with that mm. or you're saying, I'm going to have to fight tooth and nail to get this to happen. That might be one of the signs that this relationship doesn't have legs.
1: Or I brought it up and they don't hear me. Mm -hmm. And I keep bringing it up Mm -hmm. and they won't hear me.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I I think one of the big indicators too is when this person reaches out to me or I have time to spend with them, if I'm dreading that uh and I'm trying to think of any excuse not to pick up the phone or return the text or keep the date, that's probably something to look at. Right, and take pretty seriously
1: that our date night is always with other people, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine it not being that way. Mm-hmm. Then we might have to look at what's actually happening in the relationship, and maybe you're moving on without moving on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's something as we talked about relationships as kind of a, a spectrum, and there's cycles yeah. to it. Um, there's birth and death cycles to everything yes. in our life.
1: And I want to add the disclaimer that that doesn't mean it's your partner's job to entertain you. Right. Right. So if you're getting bored and they're not entertaining you, that's that's a a maturity problem. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not a relational problem. A lot of our own maturity issues we project onto and make relational.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we hope this has been helpful and interesting. And if you're hungry for more. Yeah. Yeah come talk to us. Give us uh, some
1: questions or give us mm-hmm. some feedback and say, hey, can you talk more about this or I have a question about that?
0: Yeah. And and as a reminder, again, check out onelayerdeeper.com. Uh We're gearing up in full swing for this intensive on June 21st through the 24th in Midway, Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful setting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll get a lot out of it.
1: We've had a couple of calls. I think John's had one. I've had one uh, with some current concerns about Utah. Right? <laughs> people maybe from back east i think both of ours were from chicago uh-huh. um that were just a little bit like i'm not sure about coming to utah
0: and my response is that's valid right but uh w-
1: but we're gonna have some fun
0: yeah and it's and it's not gonna be just utah people with a couple of other people we're hearing from people around the country yes um and we're thinking this is we're going to make this very diverse and um we're picking utah as a setting because we're here and it's close and it's beautiful
1: and it's less expensive we don't have to travel
0: absolutely so absolutely so thank you for listening today
1: remember at the end of this episode that your story matters remember there's something meaningful in every chapter don't wait to share your story till it's finished
0: you can share your story with us on our facebook page healing paths inc or on our website www.thanksforsharingpodcast.com
1: This podcast is solely for the purpose of information and entertainment and does not constitute therapy, nor should it replace competent professional help. At
0: the end of another episode, we want to remind you that nobody has time for perfection. We are pursuing progress.
1: And remember the prayer of the perfectionist. Help me remember I can't do it all. Help me to take things one step at a time and that the only step I need to focus on is the next right step for me.
0: Help me to remember that life is a journey. Help me to be able to separate all that I am learning from all that I have to do. Help me to remember that I am not alone, that I can ask for help. Help me to strive for frequent awakenings,
1: not mastery. I am enough. Amen.